podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the <laughs> Brutal Nation. You know, I almost mentioned our other show. I know. Because we had so much fun yesterday <laughs> with the other podcast. Yesterday was actually quite the relief. Let's try this. still laughing about it. Let me try the introduction again. How about that? Go ahead. Because I'm not going to edit this out. No, don't. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tim. Tim. Hi, everybody. All right. And guess what, boys and girls? No, we, let's get back with what we were just now talking about. I loved yesterday's episode. And for those of you who heard it, who go, oh, my God, it shouldn't be funny. Quit laughing at serial killers. I'm sorry, y'all. That shit was hilarious. They were a hilarious couple. You can't, you can't read about these two jackals They were like and not moral fucking and fucking hardy of serial killers, weren't they? The hillbilly version of. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> no shit. All right. So. Who do we got today? You're presenting. For You're presenting our, a lot this week. I am. For the Wednesday episode, I actually have a whodunit that they Ooh. found. And it was recent that they found them. I, but is it all found? Not all, but we'll get to that. Okay, let's do it. Today, boys and girls, I pre- present to you the Gypsy Hill Killer, a.k.a. Ooh. the San Mateo Slasher. Ooh, there was an a.k.a. I didn't know there that one. There is. Ha ha. <clears throat> My opening thought. Okay. Ah, Northern California, home of the Redwoods and, of course, San Mateo Valley. It's a great place to visit. It's 1976, and while everybody is enjoying the bicentennial year, a killer was on the loose in rural San Mateo County near Gypsy Road. And that's how we got the name. Oh, yeah. The Gypsy Road Killer. Let's start this one out. Yeah. It was Gypsy Hill, wasn't it? It was Gypsy Hill, and I don't know why I put road. I was going to say, you said Gypsy Hill in the beginning, and then you said Gypsy Road. Because Gypsy Ask Road him. is, uh, is a Cinderella song? song. Okay. By Cinderella, which is a hair yeah. band from the 80s. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dude, 80s hair bands were the fucking bomb. It's back when rock was rock, damn it. There were a total of four victims found near Gypsy Road, Gypsy Hill Road. Okay. And Gypsy, uh, it, it was Gypsy Road, but it's a Gypsy Hill area. Okay. I remember got now. it, got it, got it. That year, and although there were a lot, there was a lot of evidence. By 1977, the case had gone cold. What the police did know that the victims had all been sexually assaulted, then of course, murdered, killed. Oh wow! The case would remain a cold case until 2015, when a 67-year-old man was made the prime suspect in the murders. Also, Nevada had linked a similar killing to the murders that happened in 1976. And that right now brings our body count to at least five. Wow. Wow. Our first victim was Veronica Casillo, who was nicknamed Ronnie. She was 18 years old. And on January 8th of 1976, her body was found by a young man named David Littman, who was only 16 years old. Ooh. Her nude body was found while David was walking through a golf course near the town of Pacifica, California. So he left her, this person left her in a golf course? In a golf course. So it was, close, would have been yeah. easy to be found anyways. Right. Wanted to be found. And well, in January, maybe not so much. Did you say J-where? January. January. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Hearing is hard, too. 
She was examined and, and they found that she'd been stabbed 30 times. And the police actually arrested a transient, but after eight days, he was released due to lack of evidence. Uh, that there was 30 times is passion. And that's what I put in my side thing. Oh, you put that in your side notes? I did. Sorry. Side note. Side note. <coughs> it's funny when you start using my sayings. What I want to add is stabbing someone 30 times is a great sign of emotion. It takes a lot of energy and rage to keep stabbing someone that many times. Yeah. Let's take a moment to think about that. If you stab someone 30 times at one stab per second, it would take you at least 30 seconds. Yeah. And it, I mean, and for people who say, oh, 30 seconds, it's half a minute. Sit still, quiet for 30 seconds. Yep. It and, is forever. And the exhaustion that would come from that too, yeah. right? Our second victim was a 14-year-old girl named Tatiana Marie Blackwell. She went by the name of Tanya. That was, yeah. she, okay, we're good with that? Okay. The last time that anyone uh, saw her, she was walking to a local 7-Eleven. On June 6th of 1976, her body was found off of Sharp Park Road in the area known as Gypsy Hill. Much like our first victim, she had been stabbed to death. And, of course, there was a rape involved. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, when she was first reported missing, the police thought that she had simply run away from home. That was until her body was found. She was only about a mile from her home. Wow. You know, they do say the most brutal things happen close to home. Oh, exactly. You know, and the, that's why the prime suspect on everything is relatives and spouses. Exactly. Exactly. And me. No and matter you. where it is. If it's in Vancouver. Even if it's clear across the country. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Scott. Was Scott here? Now, keep in mind, I want you to kind of try to keep track of all the uh, our victims here because they're all going to tie in in a big way. Well, okay. three of them will. Our third victim uh, of this killer was Paula Louise Baxter. Okay. And she was found on February 6th of 1976. How old was she? Did it say? We'll get there. Oh, usually you say Roadway. I'm sorry. No. I'm Billy, I'm Billy Mazing you. Are Damn. you amazing me? Billy amazing me? I am. Wait till I strip down to my Speedo. <laughs> Please, Lord, for the, for the love of God, no. <laughs> well, her body was found tucked behind some trees. She had also been stripped naked and stabbed to death. She was 17 and had been missing since February 2nd. She had also been raped before being stabbed four times, before being hit in the head with a chunk of concrete. So she was only stabbed four times, and the other one was stabbed 30, and how much was the second one? Uh, the first one was 30 and, uh, it doesn't say, it just says she was stabbed to death. Oh. And then we have a four times. That's kind of like almost a de-escalation. Well, think about it, man. He's trying to hide her body in some bushes behind a church and some trees. That's exhausting, man. You can't just be stabbing and hiding. You got to take a time out, have a cigarette, drink some Gatorade. You know, kind of unwind a little bit. That's some work. Tag team. <laughs> That's right. And we'll get to that. Okay. Gotcha. A little threesome action. Our fourth victim was Carol Lee Booth. She was 26 years old, so a little older than the first three victims. Right. She was last seen alive in San Francisco, California. Witnesses saw her walking from the bus stop and heading home where she lived in South San Francisco. 
folks who knew Carol said that she would often walk home th- via a shortcut that take her in between Kaiser Hospital and Mission Road. The shortcut took her uh, near a driving range, which is a place that you go to hit golf balls okay. for golfers. I knew that, but okay. Well, some people don't. I know. That linked Booth to the death of linked Booth's death to that of Casillo's, our first victim. Okay. Because the golf course. Correct. Or driving range, which is essentially... Well, yeah, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, same A driving usage. range is usually on a golf course, just somewhere else. Booth's husband reported her missing on March 15th. On May 15th, or on May the 6th, her body was found in a shallow grave. She had been stabbed to death like all the others. It doesn't say how many times. It say how many times. Okay. Now, you're going to see in this that I'm going to mention more than four or five victims... But trust me, they all tie together in one way or another. I believe you. I believe you. Our fifth victim was Denise Lamp. She was 18 years old. Like that, that I told you the age uh, a little bit I earlier do. now? Thank you. All right. No panties bunching up over there? No, I'm good now. Thank all you. All right. She was found dead after a search of a parking lot, the parking lot of the Ceramonte Center, which I said I think is a mall, and I'll confirm that it actually was. Um, <laughs> Just go one step further in your notes there, Scott. Well, no, I remember that. Yeah, no, that's what it said. It was a shopping mall. Okay. She was stabbed 20 times. So they actually told me how many times she was stabbed. Okay. She was last seen at the shopping mall. That's how I figured out it was a shopping mall. Good job. <laughs> in Daly City, California. I'm glad to see you picked up on that blues clue. That's right. I found a paw print. I'm feeling pretty good. She was returning to her car when she was grabbed. So like a blitz attack. That's right. I got to separate this real quick. There we go. Next, we have Michelle Mitchell. She was oh, ni- number six. Yeah. And I just put next. I didn't even put six. Fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dude, X isn't even near the six. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> You're fired. I'm talking. Next, we have Michelle Mitchell. Mitchell. She was 19 years old. On February 24th, Mitchell was having car problems, and she had broken down. Okay. Her car was hit by another car, though, in Reno, Nevada, at the same time. So she broke down, car hit her, right? Okay, and she's in Reno. She's in Reno. Okay. It's kind of far away. That's the Nevada connection. Since she was so close to the University of Reno campus, a passerby suggested that she push her VW Bug to a parking lot that belonged to the school. Sounds like Ted Bundy, but okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, VW he, Bud a, and he loved the VW Bugs. VW Bug in a college and a, yeah. and a girl. That's Bundy shit, man. Her body was later discovered in a garage with her hands tied up and her throat slashed. <laughs> oh, so not a stabbing. Not a stabbing. We're going to get to how no, all No, I'm listening. Connect. I know. Because I know the MO is really off on this one. Yeah. Just like no. the other one with, the, with with her being so much older than the yeah, previous exactly. victims. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm trying to keep track here. So go ahead. Keeping track is hard. It is. Well, in 79, a woman named Kathy Woods confessed to killing Mitchell. Which was number six. That's our number six. Okay. Kathy was committed to a mental institution in Louisiana at the time. In where? Louisiana. Shut up about my accent. <clears throat> However, DNA testing found on a cigarette on the scene that was tested in 2015 found that it did not belong to Woods. And a side note, side note, now she put side note. 
Woods was the longest sentence serving inmate to be exonerated in the U.S. as of 2021. Wow. After they had tested that. Wow. Fun fact. No. <laughs> Fun fact. But wait, there's more. What is it, Billy? <laughs> That's your, you know, you call everybody Billy, so. That's right. The next victim I honestly don't think is linked to the cases at all, but it is mentioned in the victim profile of the killer. Okay. Adele Friedman was found in her apartment stabbed to death. She had also been raped and strangled as well. Her apartment had also been gone through by her attacker. Hmm. Although it's attached to the victim profile I had and had a similar MO to the other victims, this one is different. First. Yeah. She was attacked in her home. Exactly. Then in addition to the strangulation and the ransacking of her home, you add all that up to me, it doesn't fit with what we've seen, with that, what yeah. we've seen so far. Yeah, because none of the, the others killer. were strangled and there was no like ransacking. It wasn't in somebody's home. It wasn't home. their home. It's yeah, an outside thing, right? It seems totally different. And that's it what is, I actually put here. It doesn't even seem like an escalation at all. So I actually put in my notes here. I said, all the others were found outside. While the rape and stabbing of them are the same, strangling and robbery is not. Yeah. And that wouldn't be an escalation. It would go from robbery to murder, but not from murder to robbery. It could if you're talking about like maybe they're taking all their belongings and trophies. But now you're talking B&E. You're breaking in. Yeah. You're, you're not just stabbing her, but you're strangling her. Yeah. And raping her on top of that and ransacking the house. To me, you know, I, I'm not a serial so you, killer. I mean, I'm almost on the brink of thinking it was a copycat that didn't know all the story of the M.O. But wait, there's more. Of course there is. In March of 2014, law enforcement formed a task force to find the killers of these girls and to work on these cold cases that okay. were all linked. Remember the cigarette butt that was found uh, with Mitchell's body? Do you remember me yep. mentioning that? Okay. Well, it was tested in 2015, and it matched a semen sample that was found at the scene of a crime in San Mateo, California, and it led them to two suspects. That means they'd have to have shared the cigarette. No. There's a reason why they're piggybacking. You'll okay. figure this out. One being Rodney How- Halbauer. H-A-L-B-O-W-E-R. Halbauer. Okay. <clears throat> In 2017, he pled not guilty to the murders of Casillo and Baxter. His DNA linked him to those murders as well as to Mitchell as well. And proved that he was involved in the Gypsy Hill murders. Okay. Halbauer had given a DNA sample when he was transferred from a prison in Nevada to a prison in Oregon in 2013. Okay, I can believe that. He was arrested two years later for the murders of Casillo and Baxter. It wasn't Halbauer's first time in prison, by the way. In 1975, he was paroled after raping a female blackjack dealer in Nevada. Eleven years later, he broke out of a prison in Nevada while serving time for other charges. Well, Nevada's got some pretty, you know, tough prisons. So does New Mexico. Well, get this. When he broke out, he continued to, cre- to, to create havoc and, and commit more violent crimes until he was recaptured and returned to prison. I believe it. 
So our next suspect in this. Okay. This is all going to tie together beautifully. Our next suspect is Leon Melvin Seymour. So it's 20. What is his last name? Seymour. Oh, okay. As in Seymour Butts. Thank you. <laughs> Feed me Seymour. Is that better? No. In 2017, another ex-convict was charged with the Gypsy Hill murders as well. He was charged with the murder of Denise Lamp. At the time... So this is a third suspect. This is the second one. Oh. This is, we're still talking about Leon here. Okay, this is Seymour. It. At the time he was arrested, he was already being housed at the Cahuenga State Hospital, convicted of 10 different cases of sexual assault and kidnapping. Okay. As of today, however, there's no evidence to suggest that Seymour and Halbauer actually knew each other. However, much like Halbauer's DNA was his downfall, blood on Lamb's jacket proved that he was in the car at the time of her murder. And here's my side note before we start discussing this, my end thought. Now, here's the question. Although there's no proof that Halbauer and Seymour knew each other, could it still be possible that they did, in fact, work together to overpower some of these victims as they were both linked to... Uh, very similar MOs. Correct. I mean, almost identical, right? And their yeah. killings and raping of girls. Halbar's DNA was traced back to only three girls, after all. Right, and there were so, six of them. And we got six. And that's my first question that I'm posing. You're deep in thought? I am. What's your question? Do you think that they could have been working together? Considering they found both of their DNAs, uh, was it the cigarette or the person? Uh, they found Hallbauer's on a cigarette, and then they found uh, Seymour's and a drop of blood on the vic- on his victims on, on Lamp's jacket. So there's nothing that linked them together. Together at one crime. At one crime, but okay. the uh, the MOs are almost identical. Yeah, they are. They are, and they're they're accusing Halbauer of killing Mitchell, which is victim six, correct? Uh, correct. See, but that doesn't make sense if he killed two of the others the other way. They were all killed the same way. Yeah, but she was ransacked and no, raped, Mitchell, I mean, strangled. No, 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 she wasn't. I don't think she was. Let me go Number back to six. <coughs> I don't think, I think Mitchell had the broken down car. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she had the broken down car. Okay. So that's a 19-year-old uh, next to the uh, U- uh, University okay. of Reno. Okay, I was confused on the names then. Um, you know, it's very well possible. And that's what I thought, too. I thought it was... Yeah, because there have been cases where complete, like, unrelated people work together. <coughs> you going to be all right there, big guy? Because they could have met at a bar. At 19? Oh, those two. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the girl. No, no. they could have. They could have met at a bar. Yeah. And kind of, you know. Like s- strangers on a train, kind of. It's just awfully odd to have two serial killers working the same area with the same MO. Right. Or relatively the I was going to say, because you're working on one with almost three of them that had the same name that were active in the same area, but none of the MOs were the same. Oh, is that the beast one? No, that's the... Um, oh, no, never mind. No, that's my, that's my other one. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm yeah. I know, I know where I'm at. I'm, 
No, the the three that I'm working on, there really wasn't any similarity between. No, them. but it was same area. Same area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was same area, but all of them were different MOs. Yes. So there's no way that they could have linked them working as pairs. But this one is same area, same MO. Right. Sounds like they were. And that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking it's a good possibility that they that they knew each other. Yeah. So then my question would be Or maybe even if they weren't killing together, they knew each other and you know, almost like a copycat type thing. That could be it too. And I also picked up on that as well that one victim was only stabbed four times. Exactly. That's the one with the blood on her jacket, right? Right. And then you have the yeah. you have the one that was found uh in a shallow grave. Right. Which doesn't fit the MO as far as disposal. Of the right. rest of them. However, it... And that's one that they weren't able to solve, right? Right. That's the... Okay. Uh, is that Denise? No, that... Denise Lamp. Yeah, they... they uh, well, yeah, they, Denise Lamp is the one that was stabbed four times. She was also the one in the shallow grave? Uh, no, she wasn't stabbed four times. I'm looking at her right now. She was the one that they... Uh, I'm still reading. Hold on. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She was stabbed 20 times. <laughs> oh, Okay. That was the one that they attributed to uh, Seymour because they found that spot of blood. Right, right, right. Oh, and then they ended, yeah. Right. Um, I'm looking at, uh, trying to find the one that was stabbed four times. Where are you at? Ah. Oh, there we go. That was the third victim, Paula Louise Baxter. And they, have, they haven't linked anybody to her. Uh, I think, yeah, they, they linked, uh, that's Halbauer. Okay. Why... Unless she was before the other ones, though, right? Correct. She's victim number three that was found in the. But uh, Gypsy she's Hill before area. the other ones that Halbar was linked to, right? Um, I'm, I'm looking back. Now I have to. Okay, so nobody. Because yeah, in my head, I'm trying to process this. Because if I knew the numbers of the ones Halbar is linked to. I know, I'm looking now. Then I might be able to give you a... Okay, so... Hallmauer is linked to the first victim, which is oh, Veronica Okay, number Casillo. one, the one that was stabbed 30 times. Right. Okay. That's She's 18. And, and then number he, three. And number three. Okay, and then number six, or five, or is six. Five? No, five goes over to Seymour. Uh, yeah, number six, Michelle Mitchell. Okay. So that leaves us. Um, and he was linked by DNA on all three of those, right? Correct. Okay, so that's a little bit more conclusive then. I'm just trying to figure out why he went from 30 to 4 to 20. That's why I was thinking maybe he was working with Seymour because, you know, maybe. I, I can see Seymour because if he's at the Nut Hut in Coanga. Right. Um, which is what I was understanding that he that that is. I haven't quite looked that up. I don't know if it's an actual nut hut, but I can see the the being manic and stabbing twenty thirty times. Right. Okay. And Hallbauer, how how Bauer, yeah Bauer Hallbauer, I can see him doing a four time stabbing, but going for twenty thirty. I don't think so. I think he's more about the raping. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to, like, jump from four to, you know, that right. high. 
Right. That's especially if he didn't know the victims. Right. Exactly. There's, it's not a crime of passion. Yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking, and like I said, they were all oper- They were both operating at the same area, at right. the same time, with very similar mo's. You know, I think you're right. I think they were working together. I would go with that as and, well. And like I said, even if they weren't together at the actual crimes, they were talking to each other and and sharing I mean? notes. Yeah, that's so to it, speak. right there. And neither one of them has ever said that they knew that they knew the other one, even Why when they've been questioned. Questioned. So. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll never quite know that section of it. I heard that somebody threw somebody against the wall. Yeah, probably. That's that neighborhood, you know. Um, and that's what I thought about it too. Yeah. You know, and it looked to me like they were both kind of lifelong criminals. Oh yeah. A lot of sex crimes. Yeah. I mean, Seymour was in you know was being housed at a hospital after several sexual assaults. Right. Exactly. And I can see him escalating from sexual assault to murder. That's a natural progression. Yeah, it is. It's a very natural progression. So, um, Especially if you're a career criminal. Yeah. You don't want to get locked up again. And, you know, hey, let's, let's admit it. Let's call a spade a spade here. Dead, dead people tell no tells. If you have a victim and it's dead, they're not telling anybody. Yeah, this is true. And sometimes people get away with it. So... True, and it took him that long to catch him, by the way, because this was 76 when this was going down. And they didn't catch him until 2000, what, 14, 15? 14, 15, yeah. Yeah, I would venture to say, safely say that they, if they weren't working together together at the same time, they were sharing notes. All right. So how do you think that Halbauer selected his victims based on what I gave you? But they were the younger ones. They were, and I'm going to change it up a little bit. That's why I'm asking no, different questions. They were the younger ones. They weren't the 26 year old. Correct. Now, why? So, why? Why? Why wouldn't Hallbauer grab the 26 year old? I want to. I, I want to see if you've been paying attention to everything that I've said, not in this podcast in particular, but all of them. Why wouldn't he grab the 26 year old? It's not in his victimology. More than that, what else? Oh, actually. Tell me the part of victimology that's missing that makes it not part of why he would do it. She wasn't in distress. She, was, she wasn't available. She wasn't an easy target. Right. It looked to me, Hallbauer is looking for out in the open women that right. are alone. Exactly. And this lady wasn't in distress and everything. She was just, you know... Right, and now once you enter an apartment complex, well, what do you have in apartments? You have neighbors. Exactly. You have that activity. Here. You got nosy ass neighbors. Right. I mean, I don't care where you are. You have a nose. You have one right down here. I mean, two doors down. Yeah. Oh boy, dude. She sees yours or my car pulling in. She is out the fucking door talking to us. Why do you think I run in here like I, know, I am a, a a fucking war veteran trying not to get bombed? PTSD, right there. She gave me PTSD and taking meds for that. Now I'm thinking about shooting up heroin. No, because I mean, when we got back today, it's like we were talking, and you're like. Here she comes, and it's like, okay, let's go. And you were at the door before I had the truck door closed. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I like you a lot, but I'll sacrifice you. <laughs> I know. Dude, you'll push, you'll trip me to fucking get away from her. So once you've committed a crime in an apartment complex, yeah. now you're lacking one major thing, and that's called time. Correct. 
And I believe that Halbauer, being a career criminal, knows that. I believe so, too. Okay, so you're going to take the time to ransack the place. Right. Not only stab her, right. but strangle her on top of that. Right. And then, yeah. You know. Um, and rape her. And rape her. Right. You know, well, the rape, the rape probably happened uh, while he pre-mortem. Was yeah. No, what I'm saying is you're raping her, then you're stabbing her. Then you're strangling her, or strangling her, then stabbing her. Right. Then you're ransacking the place. There's just not a lot of time for that, and people are going to hear the commotion. They're going to hear something. Yeah. You know, plus they're going to notice, you, you, you stand so much of a chance of them noticing you. And you can't tell me she wasn't screaming. I can say that she probably was, but there, there could have been something over her mouth. Yeah. But there was some kind of a commotion you would assume and nobody's going to notice you going in or out of the place you're right. you're an unusual character exactly like okay think about the my, my neighbor since i live in the duplex okay the set of two duplexes yeah i know the one who lives that shares a wall with me right i know the just threw somebody against the wall she's a pretty vicious woman man. <laughs> and and her name is becca and i know who the mexicans are next door yeah and I call them that because, oh, I, I call by their names. I remember now. Uh, I don't know. Paco? And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, That's what I call my best her, friend. The, the, the mom's name is Joanne or Susanna. And uh, Marco is, okay. is, the dad. Her, is the dad. And I know them. Okay. And then I know Clay and Crazy Lady. I mean, Cheryl. The, the, the nosy neighbor. You know, as well. So if somebody walks onto the property... That isn't one of them. You know what? I'm going to fucking notice. Right. And not just, I mean, even if you have like a random car pull in. Or Which has what, happened ev- before. I've been yeah. out there and I've seen a car pull in. They're just like turning around. And I automatically, just out of instinct, I peek up and go, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, exactly. So I know. And it wasn't until my car started showing up kind of regularly that she started coming out and talking to me. Exactly. I think it was that one time when you and I were out there together mm-hmm. when you walked me out to my car. But it's like, okay, dude, now she won't leave me alone, but whatever. I She's your best you. friend. I hate you. I sac- I will sacrifice you. <laughs> I would, too. Can't blame you. But, um, so yeah. anybody's going to notice. Yeah. And I would even venture to say that, let's say somebody walked out of my house and the Mexicans saw them. Mm-hmm. They would, once the cops show up, report. I yeah. saw. I saw this. You know, give a good description. Yeah, this is the person who's walking out of uh, out of the fat guy's house. <laughs> the mean fat guy. The mean fat guy. That has that white dog that comes over and chases my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Only, be, I mean, only because he loves kids. No, I dig. Yeah. So, and he didn't hurt anybody. No, he's just a big baby. But yeah, even they would say, "Hey, this is what I saw." So you can't tell me. And once you see the the pictures of the younger. Halbauer. Okay. You'll understand that if you saw this guy walking in and out of this apartment complex. You'd notice him. You, he's very noticeable. Not that he's just formed or anything. And how old was he? I don't know. He had to be in his 20s, maybe? Yeah, that doesn't make sense that he would go after older women then. Right, because... I mean, he wouldn't go from the younger teenagers to an older woman. Right. With him being that age. Unless and, he targeted older women from the beginning. And you have to think of the, throw the raping in there, too, because the younger women probably feeds into maybe a little bit of pedophilia. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's not called pedophilia when they're that age, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm thinking his fantasies, not yeah. the, the oh, actual yeah, rape yeah, of them. Yeah. It's still it's just still rape of an adult right. at 18, but maybe it harbingered um, some that you're fantasies actually getting a about, younger person, right? Like almost virgin, right? Well, and think of it this way here. Okay, so let's say that you're a pedophile and you really want a 10 year old. Right. Well, we know that the average penis is not going to fit into a 10-year-old. Right. Okay? Because they're, they're, they're small. Take Very. two. They're small. Um, that's sick. God damn, what the hell's wrong with me? Um, it just dawned on me what you said. However, like, Dude. an average penis would fit into an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old. Or a 14-year-old. Even the 14-year-old's kind of questionable. Depends yeah, on the did, frame. Wasn't the, didn't he get accused of the 14-year-old? There is a 14-year-old involved. Okay. So, so you have the fourteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old. You know, that's why I was getting at with the maybe there he he had this this fantasy of some pedophilia, kind of, and he's going after the young, young, young girls, which means that a twenty-six-year-old wouldn't be his style. That's not his turn on. Like he's going for like virginal. Correct. You know, that's that was my thing. It's like he's going for the younger, almost virginal. He's not going to jump to a twenty-six-year-old. Suddenly. So remember, if you're over 18 and a virgin, come to my house. Because oh my I'm just trying God. to help you. I'm trying to save lives here. <laughs> Virgins' lives matter. Virgins' lives matter. Well, you give me that look, and here I am trying to help people out and save lives. You help the serial killers and all other podcasts. Now you're helping the victims. <laughs> you go, Scott. You go. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just not, but I'm only one you're man. You're opportunistic. That's what you are. I'm opportunistic trying to help out everybody. What can I say? Um, and then if you're a granny and getting stalked, come here. I'll save you. If you're a granny and not being stalked, <laughs> you can come here, too. It's quite all right. I'll come pick you up. Just grab that walker, Ethel. See, that's the problem right there. Grab that walker, Tammy's mom. Gross motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did it at all, that one at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't think the 26-year-old, nothing about that with the exception of the stabbing. And the rape fits the crime profile. Right. Everything else does fit, though. Right, exactly. And I keep talking about this one that I want to, I'm going to feature, hopefully soon. I just got, I have to find some stuff first. Um, out of Hillsborough is like, he had a specific MO. Right. And then there's one in there that like totally doesn't fit. <laughs> and so, and I'll talk about it when I do it because I think he just got the raw end of the deal on that one. But then, you know, he was guilty of the other one, so whatever. Yeah, works for me. Yeah, throw it in there. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Fuck it. Yeah, let's make a weird ass stew out of it. Yeah, right. So, do you have any questions? I don't think I have questions. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have to wrap my mind around this one for a while. Well, because one. we still talk about the tube sock killer, and that was goddamn fucking tube sock in, killer. Like, Week three, I think three or four. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, we we do. We still off the air. We talk about the tube sock killer. I mean, you have literally called me and said, "I figured it out." I'm like, "What the fuck have you figured out?" <laughs> and then if you, you are the it. tube sock killer, please feel free to contact us. Yeah, we'd like we'll, to talk to we'll you keep too. Your anonymity. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Dude, I'm not here to turn anybody in. Um, All right. Yeah, or email us. We'll take your email. I don't care. Speaking of that, this has been <laughs> Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us that email, Tube Sock Killer or any other serial killers that want to talk to Gypsy us. Gypsy Hill, we don't care. Yeah, either way, 
As long as you're a serial killer, you know, badass, yeah. fucking give us a but give not, us a go. Not if you're like Tool, Otis Tool or Henry Lee Lucas. Oh my god, we no. don't want to go on a no, wild no, no, no. goose chase. If you are like them, please by all means contact us. Holy cow. I will laugh for centuries. Dude, and we will love you. You will be our best friend. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll fly out we'll to buy s- you burgers. I'll, I'll, fly you, I'll fly out there, dude. Anyways, this has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us that email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com or check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. And if you're going to shop on Amazon, please click the link at the top of our page because it helps us out and it doesn't cost you anything extra. This has been copywritten 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.